Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles, that happy, happy next generation. Here on Tojinet, Pararex, uh, Planet Paranormal, TuneIn, iTunes, the Ghost Box, perhaps, maybe even on your K2, who knows. I'm Ron Kolick, your host, and all the way from the land of the East Bridgewater is the blonde bombshell herself, Miss Ann Carrigan. Well, good evening. We're so happy, happy, happy here. Well, you know, everybody's complaining that I'm Mr. Doom and Groom, so I, I just thought I'd bring a little bit of happiness to the world. Oh, really? Really? That's no. so sweet. I just made that up. <laughs> okay, fine. Whatever. Anyway, so next week is our live video show. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a Halloween special. Yes, it is. And it's going to be packed with surprises. Because Absolutely. we don't even know what we're doing. That's right. <laughs> you That's can't right. get more surprising than that. You got. <laughs> if you guys aren't used to us by now, come on now. You know we fly by the seat of our pants. But yes, it's going to be action-packed and full of thrills and chills and Halloweeny type stuff. Stuff. Yeah, there you You're go. gonna love it. I'm gonna do a special cemetery tripping. You are. It's gonna be awesome. Of course I am. Oh, I didn't know that. Halloween. Uh, what right. better place to be than a cemetery? Am I right? Well, I think <laughs> it could be even better if you were in a cemetery with a witch. I guess. What's the difference? Cemetery, yeah, cemetery, you, cemetery, you, cemetery, you, you can be witch, in a cemetery right? with there's anybody. Much, there's not much difference, I agree. <laughs> So anyways, let me introduce to you a young lady who just completed this humongous book, and I have my little hands, and it's got to be at least a trillion words in it. And <laughs> it is. It's huge. I've never seen such a 800, 900 pages, and it's hard bound. It is the Encyclopedia of Witchcraft. Good Lord. Let me... Say no more and introduce the sweet young lady that, that wrote this book, Judica Isles. Hi, thank you. Hi, Judica. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I will not be in a cemetery on Halloween. No? I will be up in, no, but I will be up in your neck of the woods and I will be at a witch's ball. <gasps> Get out of here! No. That's you awesome. Massachusetts, let me tell you, Massachusetts is the place to be for Halloween. There yes, are it is. many, many... Yeah, no, Witchy New England. It is, uh, there are many Halloween balls, and there are Halloween balls outside New England, witches' balls, very traditional. Witches dance. You know, witches mm-hmm. dance in the cemetery, but they, they dance in catering halls too. <laughs> and, uh, I, I will be, uh, in Hudson. Hudson? Okay. Yeah, Hudson, Mass. Oh, Hudson, okay. Mass. Yeah, I know, you know, Salem is more famous, but there is a, a witches' ball in Hudson too. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're all excited because I'm going to be in Salem. And I said, oh, boy, that's going to be so cool. Oh, uh, uh, Salem is. I love Salem. Mm. Mm. I, 
I do uh, event there as part of the Festival of Dead. This is my 11th yeah. year at the Hawthorne Hotel. It's called Spectral Evidence. Yeah. And Which is a haunted hotel. Uh, crazy, crazy there, crazy. <laughs> That's in the book. Um, Festival of the Dead in Salem. They are, they are, they're, they're mentioned in Encyclopedia of Witchcraft. Oh, well, I'd hope so. Yeah. Of course. Hope. How could it not be? <laughs> True. And I'm simply amazed. I mean, you, you did a fantastic job with this book. I mean, I just received it, uh, I think, uh, two days ago. Uh, not yesterday, the day before, I believe it was. Late in the day. <laughs> you finished the whole so, thing. <laughs> so, but, I mean, you know I can't even peruse it. Um, but it's cool. It really you know, is. I mean, I I'm looking at all kinds bigger. of things. But I was kind of shocked. Why because that? in the Encyclopedia of Witchcraft... And now remember, I've only looked through it briefly, so it may be in there, and I want you to correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't find the witch's jar. It may not be in there. Uh, I have witch box. You know, I, you know, because it's in another book. I have a bigger book. Oh, you a bigger know, book than that? <laughs> I have a bigger book called The Encyclopedia of 5,000 Spells, and that book is over 1,000 pages. Oh, my God. And... You know, as an author, that's always, you know, it's always a dilemma because you cannot keep putting the same things in all your books uh-huh. because, you know, readers are disappointed. If, you know, you're, you're buying a book, you have to have fresh information. But it's, it's a problem because there's some information that overlaps. Uh, I don't, there are a lot of witches' jars and witches' bottles in 5,000 Spells. I, I don't know, honestly, if they are. <laughs> You know, sometimes I forget what's in my own books. I have four large encyclopedias, and sometimes I don't remember what's in which book. <laughs> I think Ron. I only wrote them. <laughs> Ron's obsessed with witches' jars. It's kind of creepy. Well, that's, that's the only thing that protects me from you witches. <laughs> uh-huh. What kind of a witch's jar protects you? What's that? Can we reveal secrets? What kind of a witch's jar? Well, I mean, there are different kinds, of course, and, um, and, and, the, and the contents vary, too. I mean, some of them are yeah. a little, uh, uh, uh-huh. how can I say this gently? Uh, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I know you can't. You know it going, some of them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so that being said, uh, yeah, I've always been fascinated by, you know, yeah. I mean, anything to do with the supernatural and uh uh, so it's easy for people to like criticize things without really understanding yeah. them or trying to understand them. So I've always yeah. tried to look into different things that I don't know about or might, might not believe in and try to understand them. So, yeah, I got a little bit of knowledge and everything, which is kind of dangerous, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, I, I think not having knowledge is more dangerous. <laughs> well, it depends what you do with it, right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that that's true too. So, uh, Judica, I want to mention something to you that I did open up on page twelve, and it says thirteen clues you might be a witch. Yeah. And, and I love that little thing. I just came across it, and it made my heart go pit a patter. Uh, <laughs> Thirteen, I love that, first of all. Why why thirteen? Just curious. It's the witching number. It is. Thirteen yeah. moons uh, you know, thirteen moons in a lunar year. Hmm. I, I mean very simply, we're used to thinking about twelve months 
because mm-hmm. we work with a solar calendar. Mm-hmm. But for people who use a lunar calendar, in ancient people, the lunar calendar is the easiest because mm-hmm. all you have to do is look up at the sky. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can see it for yourself, and it's pretty, you know, it's got a rhythm. It's fairly predictable. Um, well, not fairly. It, it is predictable. So in a lunar calendar, there are 13 months. It is a number that has become associated with witchcraft. Uh, I know a lot of people are afraid of the number 13, but mm-hmm. it's not a frightening number everywhere. I had an uncle who was born on the 13th, and he always used to say that it was his lucky number. Mm-hmm. So, so. Um, it, it's a number that's associated with the goddess Freya, who is one of the preeminent witch goddesses. And it, there is a theory that that's one of the reasons that she, she was... Uh, Freya is a Germanic and Nordic goddess whose veneration survived for a long time after Christianity and would periodically pop up. You know, every every couple centuries, you know, a bunch of Freya worshippers would suddenly kind of... I don't know if they would appear or they would be caught or, or some, somehow they would be noticed and they would be suppressed. And we actually know quite a bit about her because the church spent a, a lot of effort and a lot of, you know, they wrote a lot of missives condemning her. So we oh. actually have, you know, a lot of what we know about a lot of ancient religions, we know because other religions wrote things about them, possibly negative things, but if you kind of read between the lines, you can sort of, you know, try to try to read it in a neutral fashion. And 13 is her number, and there are some people who think that that's, that's why 13 has such a bad reputation. And there are other theories. The Knights Templar were arrested on a Friday the 13th. And right. Friday is also, you know, Freya, Friday, that's her day. So, you know, Friday the 13th. It's the, there you go. The, you know, the, yeah, the, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the ultimate 13th mm-hmm. day of the, of the month. I had a laugh. Uh, Maureen and I just wrote uh, an article for uh, the Howell magazine, and it was uh, on haunted local places. And, of course, it was 13 haunted local places. <laughs> so I, I, too, love the number 13 as well. But uh, I love that number. I don't know why. I'm always, you know, I, I'm happy to sit in the 13th row or get off on the 13th floor. It doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of times they, they sabotage that 13th floor. You know, they have oh, to try and hide it. the number. But the reality is, is you know, if you're just, you know, if you're walking up, this just counting. They may right. be calling it 14. But, it's you still. know. It's 13 yeah. is 13. <laughs> it is what it is. 13 is 13, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Call it what you want to. <laughs> so, Judica, how long have you been studying witchcraft? And, I mean, you, you wrote this book, which is, you know, huge, and, and you, you talked about your other one, 5,000 Spells, which is over 1,000 pages. I mean, that's a lot of knowledge, a lot of writing. I mean, always. Oh, oh, I mean, it, must... it, it, it's just my interest. You know, people ask me why. That's just my interest. I have been reading about witches since I could read, maybe before, because my mother would read me fairy tales. Tell me fairy tales. Uh, I've, I've been discussing witches since I could talk. It's, mm. it's I love them. Wow. You know, it's it's like why why are some people attracted to the supernatural, or you know, why why do some people love basketball? Who knows? You know, we love what we love. Right. Right. So, 
but by any chance, do you have your book in front of you? Uh, I have. I actually have the ebook because it makes it faster to uh, to find. If you ask me something, I can find it. Yeah, I do. The joy of the ebook is it's got a search engine. Yeah, I know, but. You know, I, I'd like to, if it's all right with you, I'd like to ask those questions about uh, sure. the 13 clues you might be a witch. And, and we can have Anne take along, you know, take the quiz along with us to so find out if she's a witch or not. Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, okay. Sure, let her You want to read it? You want me to read it? <laughs> oh, I, I don't read very well. Um, yeah, in uh, fact, my son was very you young. My it? wife forbade me from reading to him, so... <laughs> Why? <laughs> so that will give you an idea. Uh, I have I have the page open. Okay. Okay. So you, you this, and our readers can uh, you know listen along with this and and find out if you in your heart are witches too. All right. You know you can get out your pencils and check them off. Oh, okay. Right. Get a piece of paper. Wait. Wait. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let okay. me ask you a question on this. There's 13 questions. Is do you have to get all of them to be a witch, or do you have to get some of them? What's what's the theory behind it? Well, I wrote them. <laughs> so, no, I, I would say uh, you just take it and you decide. Okay. I, mean, I think I think any – oh, no, it says. It says. It'll say. I, I, I cover that. No, no, no. I was, I was good. You'll see. <laughs> uh, 13 clues. <laughs> 13 clues that you might be a witch. Okay. Witches, in my book anyway, mm-hmm. come in all shapes, sizes, colors, and genders. Identification via wardrobe is unreliable. Anybody can dress up. However, there are some true telltale clues. If any one or more of these statements apply to you, then you might be a witch. Or at least have the option of heading down that road should you choose. Mm-hmm. One. You're fascinated by the magical arts, the occult sciences, and or the hidden powers of Earth. Two, you, per- you perceive Earth as sacred, filled with mystery, worthy of awe. Three, you feel an affinity with wild weather, wild creatures, and Earth's wild places. Four, you perceive power, positive strength and magic, maybe even the divine in women. Five, you can maintain a relationship with an individual of another species, such as a bird or an animal. Six, by nature, you're nocturnal. Seven, darkness doesn't scare you, not consistently anyway. Eight, you have an independent nature you like to make your own rules, and you value your privacy and autonomy. Nine, you possess curiosity and a thirst for knowledge. Ten, ancient stories, myths, legends, fairy tales enthrall you. Eleven, you think the universe might hold undiscovered mysteries. Not everything can be explained by science. Not everything can be controlled by people. Twelve, the mysteries of birth and death fascinate you. And 13, you consider yourself a witch or sometimes suspect that you are one or think that you might like to be one. Ooh. You did that very good. Thank you, Judica. I appreciate wow. you. <laughs> you giving that little tip. 
There's a definite maybe. <laughs> what did you get? Number 13 is a definite maybe. A definite maybe? Honey, you you got so many right in there. Uh, I know you're a witch. <laughs> yeah, you've been telling me that for years, Ron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Judica, yeah. I have actually a confession to make, and, and this is from the good old Catholic boy. And according <laughs> Your little old uh, chat there, you know, I may be a witch. I have to look into that. Ooh. Give me the heebie-jeebies, but (laughs) I might be a witch. Well, I only answered no to two of those questions, so. Oh, no? (laughs) I also also have a book on saints. Oh, really? Oh, no, Ron, you can't. No, don't go there. (laughs) (laughs) There was a Saint Ronald. I hate to tell you that. Oh, my uh, God. Honest to God, there is a Saint Ronald. Uh, well, there has to be I a believe, Saint Anne. Are you kidding me? I believe he was uh, Scottish, oh, yeah. and uh, he was actually killed by his own men. Um, so mm. there you go. There, I mean, there are a lot of magical spells associated with saints. There is, you know, there's. It's a very permeable boundary because mm-hmm. Saint Anne. Saint Anne is famous for bringing husbands. Saint Anne. Saint Anne. Bring me a man. Oh. 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 Yeah, that's not all right. <laughs> that's a little chance. <laughs> really? Wow. Uh-huh. I never I never heard that. So yeah. do you have do you have to do that in the bathroom with the lights out and looking in the mirror? <laughs> no, that's Bloody Mary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now everybody's gonna blame me, all right? Okay it's not my fault, ladies, okay? It's not my fault. <laughs> But, I mean, witchcraft is so interesting, and, and it looks at, uh, you know, nature as a science. I, I kind of look at it that way. You know, uh, it takes yeah, the, yeah. the natural things and and works with that more than the things that we make and do. Does that even make sense? I don't even know. <laughs> but uh, one thing I have to take exception to what what was that thing in there about uh where is that baby that i see here uh i can't find it of course it was something about woman now what was that about woman is this what is no men witches is that that what i get out of no there's tons of men witches no there's tons of male witches that that's that's not but 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 there is a but here there is um in terms of persecution uh-huh Almost entirely. I mean, not in t- there. Are, there are men also. Giles Corey, you know, very famous. But, yeah. but, but, the history of witchcraft is very entwined, both with the veneration of female divinity, goddesses, right, and also with and also with the persecution of women. Mm-hmm. Um, when people use because people use the word witch in a lot of different ways. And sometimes, it, and I, I discuss this in the book, in the introduction, you mm-hmm. have to be careful when someone asks you or tells you, you know, are you a witch? You are a witch. Because what do they mean? Do they think you're a practitioner of magic and they want to know what that's about? Do they think you're a devil worshiper who's out desecrating cemeteries and eating babies? Yeah. Because, you know, if they're asking you <laughs> yeah, that, you've got to, you know, you know, you know, you know, is it safe to even answer that question? And in a lot of parts of the world... Um, I think having written this book, I used to be such an intrepid traveler, and I've pretty much 
written off visiting assorted places because you know you're there's no privacy anymore everything's on the internet um or you know is it an insult people use the word witch as an insult all the time right she's a real witch Mm -hmm. and that is always about a woman a -hmm. magical practitioner maybe a man Mm -hmm. the guy cavorting with satan maybe Mm -hmm. a man Mm -hmm. but if it's an insult always a woman um wizard of oz Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, on my Twitter, I don't put it up on Facebook because Facebook to be more personal and it just gets so depressing after a while. But I, I will <laughs> I will put, well, not, not Facebook depressing, but the stories uh, on my oh. Twitter. Every time I see a witch persecution story, I just post it. And yes. it, it, it's frequent, you know, you know, 12 people killed in Tanzania, a bunch of people killed in Saudi Arabia, two people killed in India. It's just, it just... The shift of location, you know, the locations where witches are persecuted has shifted, but it really hasn't ended. Right. You know, the Wizard of Oz. I mean, that's the amazing thing about it, Julika, and I agree 100%, is is these come up here and you're like, you're almost, it's just so pathetic is what it is. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't, anybody in their rational mind can't understand why this would occur. You know, oh, a lot of times, quite honestly, it's property disputes. Yeah, uh, under, under, under everything else, under everything else, it's a property dispute. Yeah. Wow. Even if you look at, you know, um, the Salem witch trials, that was the the underlining thing as well. Giles Corey would not plead, so he would not, so his children would not lose the property. Absolutely. Exactly. But mm-hmm. even you know, people, there's a lot of misinformation. And uh, w- w- the blood countess, the so-called blood countess, who is the Hungarian countess, um, Erzsébet Batori, people assume, you know, I mean, there's a lot of assumptions made about her. They originally wanted to charge her with witchcraft. And no. she, they would not allow her to go on trial. She wanted to testify on her behalf. They wouldn't allow her. The, she, the, the king owed her a ton of money. Ah. Yeah, her husband had been a wealthy war hero. He had lent the king a lot of money when he died, and she, you know, could not really live in the manner that she was accustomed to anymore. She tried to call in the debt. All of a sudden, you know, and I'm not saying that she wasn't killing these people. She may have been, but no one was, no one was, it was not really a secret, and no one was doing anything about it up until that point. They, um, the king wanted to charge her with witchcraft because if she had been convicted, she would have lost all her property. Uh-huh. When, you, when you were convicted in a witchcraft trial, all your property was forfeit in many mm-hmm. places. Mm-hmm. Her family cut a deal not to have a public trial. It's, you know, it's okay for her to be like, you know, um, you know, accused of murder because that was preferable than being accused of witchcraft. <laughs> And um, they, the, the witchcraft charges were dropped. She was walled into a room. Oh my God. All the testimony against her was, was obtained under torture. And, uh, you know, the family kept the land. The debt to the king was revoked. You know, he got to keep that money. And everybody was happy except for, you know, her and the poor victims. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. there's a lot, it, it, there's a financial background to a lot of these stories. The, one of the biggest risk factors of being accused, even now, 
in rural India, you know, one of the biggest risk factors of being accused of being a witch is being a woman with some property and no clear line of succession. You know, you know what's really interesting is is we talk about witches, and I was doing a presentation at, at the library last night, and it was the history of ghost hunting, and one of the, the first reported ghosts in the Bible was the Witch of Endor. And yeah. for those Samuel, who don't, yeah. don't know, it was basically um, uh, Saul uh, was facing the uh, the Philistines, an overwhelming force, and he didn't know what to do. He's kind of a wimp, actually. He said, oh, I wonder what Samuel would do. Now, he had already banned all witches and mediums in the kingdom, so he had to go seek out the Witch of Endor and had her conjure up old uh, Samuel mm -hmm. and... Uh, of course, Samuel was kind of annoyed because, uh, you know, he was dead. He didn't want to be bothered. And so, uh, yeah, and, and he told him what was going to happen anyways. It's not what he wanted to hear, but it was. But it goes back to that, yeah. you, know, you know, even in, in Corinthian, uh, in the Bible, it gives, God gave, uh, you know, certain people the power to speak with uh, spirit. It's it's in the Bible, in, in Corinthian 1, in, um, and, and, along with their other powers. So. spells. In my book, Five Thousand Spells, there are uh, there, there's a section on spells. They're called death spells, but they, they're they're not you know not not to kill anybody, but but to um, spells that it, for communicating with the dead or handling the dead, you know, inviting ghosts, getting rid of ghosts. And there are there's at least one, if not more, on how to um, when you when you're summoning them, how to keep them in a good mood because oh, really? dead. Yeah, you know, they're Is crazy. Is involved? <laughs> I believe honey. <laughs> honey. I'm not looking at it, but you know they're cranky. You know you're bothering them. They're sleeping. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. 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 I, I find that facet, that story so fascinating because if you actually read it, it goes right away. I, I I think you know, and this is only my interpretation. I think there's a little joke in there because it goes from. Saul, you know, there's a king in Israel, and now, you know, he gets rid of the fortune tellers and the shamans and the witches, you know, he gets rid of all of them. And then pretty soon after that, he needs one himself. Of course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and he never, and, and he tells the, the line, at least in the English translation, is, you know, bring me a conjuring woman there's more in the book i'm tell i'm i'm speaking out of my memory and, and it's it's probably more accurate in the book <laughs> but um you know you know go get me a go get me that you know bone conjuring woman there's no he's gotten Whoops. rid of them but he knows he knows they're still there oh that's a break time i'm sorry about hello, that hello <laughs> <laughs> you fired me <laughs> what Wait a minute. I'm confused. Was that the cue for the break or not? It was. All right. I think we're getting it again. Okay. So anyways, we're taking a break now. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
everything you heard about witches is true. Halloween is the time of year when the shades of the dead whisper from forgotten places and spirits walk among us. The witches of Salem, Massachusetts honor this time with Festival of the Dead, an annual event series that explores death's macabre customs, heretical histories, and strange rituals. Founded by Salem witches, Sean Poirier and Christian Day, and hosted by the foremost authorities on the spirit world, Festival of the Dead beckons guests who step through the veil into a mysterious realm where spirits await you. To learn more or to purchase tickets, visit festivalofthedead.com or call 978-740-9783. Happy Halloween! <laughs> Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ian and our special guest this evening, Judica Isles. Are you still with us? I'm still here. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. For some reason, uh, it, it, the uh, commercial break just got screwed up. Uh, you know, it's we, we, either we, paranormal we or witchcraft <laughs> or uh, or Mercury and retro. But poor Mer- you know what? Per- poor Mercury and retro always gets blamed for everything. And you know, yeah, what? I'm, yeah. I'm starting a, a new movement to protect Mercury and retro. <laughs> you know, getting be, he's getting to be a scapegoat. You know. <laughs> Anyways, you were talking uh, before the break about uh, the Witch of Endor. Well, we were talking about it, and I didn't know if you finished your conversation on that. or. Oh, I, I, I could, yeah. I mean, I can have these conversations all night, so. <laughs> I, have, I do have I a love that story. Yeah. You I know, Endora, Endora the, the Witch is named after the Witch of Endor. Really? A lot of, yeah. Endora, Endora, yeah. That was oh. the Okay. Hmm. You know, it's another sense. interesting thing in that in that same passage is that when they describe uh, Samuel coming back, it, it, he has like a uh, basically a, sh- a shawl over his head and basically, you know, the old sheet over his face. <laughs> you know, he's the ghost with the sheet, the person running yeah. around with the uh, the sheet on him. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I find so interesting is that the Bible, you know, she does what she can say she she does. Yeah. He, he goes to her and she she does it. You know, she's not a fraud. She's not a charlatan. She, you know, she's not a stranger. She's not, you know, she's not a Philistine woman. She's not any other kind. She's she's of that community. She's one of them. And she's she's kind because after she gives them the bad news, and, you know, 
if she's working, she's been working underground because it's against the law, probably with very bad consequences to do, mm-hmm. you know, what, what she does. So presumably this has, you know, hurt her economically. But what does she do? She goes and, you know, she, she kills the calf and makes some dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and there's, there's a kindness there, and it's, I, I think that people use the Bible as an excuse to persecute witches, or, you know, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live, which uh-huh. is, a, you know, an ambiguous, there's an ambiguous translation in there also, but I, the, the Bible's not always that negative. There, there, there is that other side of it. You know, the, she's, in the original, she's not, it's the King James Bible that calls her a witch. Mm-hmm. What she, She's a shamanic practitioner. There's a sort of a technical, you know, there's a Hebrew word for what she is in, in, in the Bible. It's mm-hmm. very specific, and she's a medium. Right. And so it's just, you know, it's just fascinating, you know, to think of how, how old these practices are and how we're still doing it. Right. I mean, I, a, lot of the, a lot of these things we we were afraid of at the time and, and still are, evidently. But so in order to not try to understand them is just say it's easy to say oh that's evil yeah. or that's uh, witchcraft or, or or that rather than trying to understand what's really going on right um, well, I have a couple I questions quick... go ahead sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I have a couple questions in the chat room and uh, oh. um, Stephen was wondering uh, Judica where did you start writing your encyclopedia on witchcraft and, and he doesn't mean like at the letter A where <laughs> I guess. Um, I, but that there's a progression to that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't want to give you too long an answer because we could talk about this for too long. <laughs> I did not, I, I did not set out to be a metaphysical writer. The mm-hmm. metaphysical interests are, have been my own since I was old enough to have interests. I set out to write a book on fertility. I have a thousand-page book on traditional methods of healing infertility and boosting fertility in the process of which has not been published yet anyway Mm -hmm. in the process of writing it i i was really focused when i was researching that and Mm -hmm. originally i was you know i would find all these interesting stuff interesting spells interesting facts interesting you know i was researching really intensely this is going back to the 1990s Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the beginning, I was so focused, but then I kept finding these interesting spells that had nothing to do with it, mm-hmm. and had nothing to do with anything that I needed a spell for. But I, I started—I just started saving them. I would write them on file cards and put them in a shoebox, <laughs> you know. And eventually, that fertility book has never been published. Wow! But there's a chapter in it of magic spells, and a publisher liked it and asked me to expand that into a book, and that was my first book. And, it, you know, that's my love. I love magic and witchcraft and metaphysics and astrology and spellcasting. So it was, I was happy to write it. It was an easy book for me to write. But I kept researching and kept doing it, and then I wrote 5,000 Spells because my publisher knew I had them. And we, we, did, we did 5,000 Spells. But, you know, it's a thousand, you would, to get 5,000 spells into a thousand page book it's not easy there's not a lot of page space because, right. you know you know a book a physical 
traditional paper book, there's a finite amount of space. The publisher asked me when it was done if I would write a book on witchcraft. And I was so enthusiastic about doing it because one of my problems with 5,000 spells is I couldn't explain enough. Mm-hmm. Example, when you have a spell that looks like a recipe and it'll list six types of plants, you know, use this herb and that herb, you know, Eye of Newton, whatever. But it doesn't, <laughs> well, you know, they're all codes. Bat wings, bat's wings are, are holly leaves. They're all codes. Oh. Yeah, you don't have to go digging eyes out of any poor creatures. They're all codes <laughs> for, for types of plants. Because these, these used to be professional secrets. Wow. You know, people didn't want everybody knowing how to, you know, create this stuff because they'd lose their customers. <laughs> so right. um, when they asked me to do it, I was so happy because it would give me an opportunity to fill in the blanks. And uh, there is a chapter on plants in witchcraft, and that's where I started. Ah. Because I wanted to explain why mugwort, why, you know, why alder trees why are these why is willow associated with witchcraft mm-hmm. why is st john's word associated with witchcraft and right. it's it's um that's really where i started and then i just i looked at there are a ton of other encyclopedia of witchcraft and i i went and i read everything because i didn't want to write you know there are a lot of good books out there i, I didn't want to rewrite what somebody else had already written mm-hmm. and so i went and i i, I chose the topics that I thought had been neglected. There's a lot of fairy tales in, in my book. Which is, you know, what's a fairy tale without the witch? That's <laughs> true. And, and, and really, and, right? And so, and so, there's a big section on fairy tales, and uh, you know, things that that you're not necessarily going to see. And you know, you know, I, I, I try to, I try to, I appreciate when people buy my books. I, I know, you know, the economy's bad. I know people have a choice of what they can buy, so I, I try to to give value. Yeah, and, and you do. But I have to. I was kind of when you were telling your little story there, and you talked about putting them in your little shoebox. So your shoebox mm-hmm. was actually your book of shadows, then I guess. And that it you was know, your little you write encyclopedias, book. it stops being personal. I mean, I think my most personal book is Pure Magic which used to be called, when it was first published, it was called Earth Mother Magic. It's the same book. Uh, you know, it's republished under, under a different name. And when I wrote that book, that was the book that derived from that chapter of Magic Spells in my fertility book. Mm. I never knew if I was going to write another book. So that, that's, that's, you know, there's a lot of myself in that book. Mm-hmm. It, it, and, yeah. But once you have to write something that's an encyclopedia, you, you have to kind of get out of the way. You have to, because, well, you have to represent a lot of topics that you may or may not be attached to. I, I have all these witch goddesses in, in um, Encyclopedia of Witchcraft, and there are some of them that I love. I, I have on my Facebook fan page, I do a Witch of the Night through October, and, and maybe in November I'm going to keep doing it this year, too, because oh, wow. the book is out. But, you know, I, last night I did Lilith, and Lilith is dear to my heart. I, I could, we could sit here for a week and discuss Lilith. Mm-hmm. But, mm. you know, th- there are things in that book that I have no personal attachment to, but I know, you know, maybe it's important to someone else. So I have to. I have to be able to write about it with respect and, you know, so 
so that it's useful for whoever's reading it. You know, it's not my favorite. You know, the book is not Judica's favorite things about witchcraft because that, that, that's a different book. <laughs> Don't you think it's ironic that that you started to write a book about fertility and <laughs> yeah. it 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 promulgated all these other books? I so know. Actually, you I had know. that fertility. It's been so right? fertile for me. I that's know. Great. I know. That's I just really looked at actually. Yeah, uh, Al, I know, I know. It's it's crazy, right? I mean, it really does work. <laughs> right there, you go. <laughs> that is that is really awesome. That it that it it sent you, you know, in different directions. Well, I started looking for all that fertility information when I I was having trouble conceiving, mm-hmm. and I found things. You know, and I went back to the Bible. It was mm-hmm. actually what made me know that there was information out there. Because wow. there's the story with the mandrake root. Mm-hmm. If you remember from, you know, you know, Leah and Rachel are arguing about the mandrake root, which mm-hmm. is this magical root that, you know, it, it could, you know, they're both married, two sisters married to the same man. Oh. One sister has no children. The other one, the husband, she's got tons of children. She's, you know, fertile myrtle, mm. but her husband doesn't love her. And the mandrake can do both things. It draws love. And it's a fertility booster. And it's, you know, these sisters, this little story where they're negotiating about who gets the mandrake and how they're going to work this out. <laughs> and, it's, and again, it's shown to be a success because at the end, Rachel, the infertile sister, gets it and gets pregnant fairly uh-huh. shortly afterwards. Uh-huh. So it's, it's not entirely magic unfriendly. <laughs> the the word you know the word for mandrake in German Alrona, it literally is used to mean witch. Oh, yeah. isn't the mandrake root? Isn't that the one they pull out of the pot in Harry Potter and it screams? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's one of the stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that yeah. scene. All the children are pulling them out of the pots and they're screaming bloody blue murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> Very magical. That's funny. There's a lot of stuff in Harry Potter that's based on, you know, you know, she did her research. There's a lot of stuff in Harry Potter that's based on, on true folklore, true legends, true spells. God, I hope so. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, We're talking anyways, about witches here. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann and Ron, and our special guest tonight is Judica Isles, uh, who has written whole bunch of books, including the Encyclopedia of Witchcraft. And what was the other one? 5,000 spells? Yeah, I have eight books. I have a, a bunch. Yeah. They're on my website. Yeah. Yeah, we actually posted your uh, website on our Facebook Thank page, you. too, as well. Thank uh, you. It's interesting because next year's Spirit Quest, uh, and we've been doing this event called Spirit Quest for the past three years, and this year we looked at spiritualism and ghost hunting. And then next year it's going to be called Spirit Quest Book of Shadows. And it will be uh, about ghost hunting and witchcraft. So it's going to be kind of neat in that witchcraft, a lot of people don't believe, but it, it is contact with spirit as well, right? Hello? Jessica? Uh-oh. Did we lose her? Uh, I, I don't hear her. Uh-oh. Uh, she's still in the thing. Uh, okay. That's funny. All, All right. right. Well, Anyways. 
I, oh. I do have a question when she comes back. Okay. Because uh, Steve and Scott wanted to know what is the most surprising piece of information she discovered while okay. researching her book. When she comes back, we'll take so, care of it. Yeah. Anyways, um, uh, I, I do want to mention two other things. First of all, on November 1st, we, Anne and I will be hosting, along with Jeremy Donchermont, uh, a special event up at BZ again. Uh, it's going to be a spectacular uh, night uh, to remember, including music and mayhem and uh, trivia, all kinds of cool stuff. Okay, that's interesting. Is anybody here? <laughs> okay, so I'll assume that I'm still here anyways. Uh, and anyway, so that'll be on November 1st. Check out our website, anyghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. And you can get tickets and find out more information about that as well. Uh, so anyways, uh, the next thing I want to talk about is uh, of someone who went to Spirit Quest. And I would like to give a shout out to Madeline, who actually sent me a little package in the mail, including a little tin of mints with the Ouija board tin. So that was very cool of her as well. I'm back. Yay! Are we all back? Judica, are you with us? Nope. Oh, crap. I can barely hear you, too, so. Uh, that sounds like a fax machine. Okay. So, anyways, um, while everybody's gone, maybe I'll uh, sing a song or something. I, you know, I have pretty good voice, you know, for somebody as old as I am, so maybe I'll... Uh, no, I don't think so. Anyway, uh, but we were talking about uh, the Witch of Endor in our conversation, which is kind of a, a really an interesting story, and there's so many things to be taken from that, uh, Where and, and this is from the Bible, and, and the interesting thing about Christianity and the Bible, if you have uh, somebody who uh, wants to persecute you, they quote the Bible. But then again, if you give quotes from the Bible back to you, they will tell you that the devil is working through you and using the Bible against them because, uh, you know, you can't defend your position with the Bible. You can only accuse, evidently. So, anyways, um, that being said, you back? Hello, I'm back. I've been plunged into Never Never Land. <laughs> I have no clue what happened there. Um, I don't think I, anybody's going. <laughs> no. <laughs> now we're trying to get you to go back. Sorry, y'all. So, anyways, uh, Ann, you uh, you got anything coming up? Uh, um, you know, I I don't because I did all my little appearances uh, uh, lately, except for the one on November first with you. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did my, my Superstition Story Slam a couple weeks ago. And that so was awesome. I mean, when, when you did the Superstition uh, Story Slam, were there, were there like spooky stories? Or did they any involve witches by, by any chance? I did not have any that involved witches. We did have a lot of uh, the, the stories seem to fall into more of the paranormal category. Mm-hmm. Um, 
than anything. Um, so, yeah, no, sorry, none about witches, but <laughs> we, we did have some great spooky stories. Um, we had we had one about um, a gentleman from Ireland, and he talked about um, he was staying at the, I don't know, some relative's house and uh, and was experiencing uh, ghostly things happening there. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm trying to remember the story. Sorry, put me on the spot there. I think we have Judica anyways back. Judica, I'm back. Yay! You know, we should not have mocked Mercury retrograde. Uh-oh. I did. I defended him. I want you to know that. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> I've been having problems with electronic devices, uh, technology, more technology this week than anything. Uh, Weird. Yeah, you, know, you know what's really funny is we lost both of you, and I was the only one on the air, and I defended Mercury. That's all I'm and saying. That's, yeah, really? Okay, <laughs> fine. Fine, fine, fine. fine. And I do have another question from Stephen Scott. Okay. okay. Um, wait, i got to scroll way back here to get it. Oh, <laughs> uh, he wants to know, Judica, what was the most surprising piece of information that you discovered um, in the course of your research, if you recall? I, I, I'll tell you that the most surprising thing for me is not actually an encyclopedia of witchcraft, but in the process of writing 5,000 Spells, and Encyclopedia of Witchcraft, I, I was shocked by how many saints are somehow tangentially or directly associated with witchcraft or with spells. Oh. And it that is, you know, I have, I have two other encyclopedias, Encyclopedias of Spirits, but I have an Encyclopedia of Mystic Saints and Sages. And, the, and for me, the surprises are what led to that book. If oh. you had told me back in the 90s, that I would be writing a magical book about saints, I would have laughed. <laughs> I mean, that would have been unbelievable to me. So that's, that's um, jo- you know, people know Joan of Arc, because Joan of Arc, there was an attempt to accuse her of witchcraft. Exactly. She was actually, she was accused, they tried to, um, um, you know, there were tons of accusations, there were various charges, and one of them was that she carried a mandrake root. For, as, as a magical charm. And oh. all of these, you know, she managed to refute all of these. That's not why, that's not ultimately what they condemned her on. But there's San Cipriano, who is a sorcerer before he, you know, became a devout Christian. And then after death, apparently, you know, reneged. And there's Saint Comba, the, uh, the, the witch, the, you know, the matron saint of witches, who was one. And who protects them and protects against them. And all these spells invoking, you know, John the Baptist and Mary Magdalene. <laughs> really? That, that, that was mo- the most surprising thing for me personally. Wow. So you, you wrote this book on saints. Did you do anything with uh, St. Germain and the Violet Flame? I don't know. You know, I, you know we write these books. I write these books that are a thousand pages, and then we end up cutting them back to eight hundred something. And I'm okay. not sure. Quite honestly, I did, but I'm not sure if he, he may or may not have made the cut. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's well, so, he's, that's he's, so awful. It's, it's uh, a really interesting sounds, thing. Oh, because, you know, because, I, I have a. 
I have eight books, and the information is scattered through them. I want to say that Saint-Germain is in the Weiserfield Guide to the Paranormal, which mm-hmm. I wrote, but it's not under my name. It's under the name Judith Joyce. Ah. Oh. And I, I think that Saint-Germain is in that book. Mm-hmm. But I am not sure, and whoever is, well, I guess you're asking, I, I, will, I will look. I, I don't remember. No, that's okay. It's just that um, I had never heard of him before, and really then I started doing some research yeah. on him, and then everything started uh, showing up with this purple. Uh, my my yeah. computer screens would go purple, and <laughs> I would see these purple cars and all this weird stuff. It was really oh, strange. Getting in touch with you. Yeah. <laughs> there is. Uh, I, I met him. I mean, not in person. <laughs> I hope not. Well, maybe. Oh, man, I don't well, know. that's he's true, because he never dies, right? That's the story. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's the story. There, there, I don't know if it still exists. There is a restaurant in Topanga Canyon uh, in California, the Inn of the Seventh Ray. And there's a little bookshop, or was. You know, I haven't been in many years. I don't know if it still exists. Mm-hmm. There's a little bookshop associated with it, atta- you know, you attached to it. And there was all the stuff in Saint-Germain. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to do a, have to do at least a pod show on him again because I haven't spoke about him in, in years. Uh, yeah, he's. I, I find him fascinating. I, I do too. And the more you, I had, like I said, I had never heard of him. You know, uh, I, I, I'm sure I've written about him, but I, I can't remember which book it's in. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I, I, I totally understand. Trust me. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I'm going to look it up, and I will, I will, I will message you or, or post it or something. <laughs> Saint Germain. Uh, Saint yeah. Germain and the the violet the flame. Count, the Count of Saint Germain. Oh, oh, so there's pizza from the dead. Yeah, which means we're out of time. But so before we go, Judica, could you give out your website for us? It's my name: J U D I K A I L L E S like Sam S dot com. Mm. And we want to thank you so much for joining us today. It was oh, a pleasure, pleasure speaking with you again. Very much. It was fun. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, sorry about the cutoff thing there. Uh, little, 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 Mercury, you know, Mercury's messing right. with us. So. Uh, 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 don't, don't. <laughs> he poked us. Do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Judica, you, uh, you have anything, uh, events come up or anything you want, you want to mention before yeah, we leave? I will, be, I will be at the Witches Cotillion Charity Ball in Hudson, Massachusetts on Halloween night. And I will be teaching a class at Charmed in New England, the Lords and Ladies of the Dead, on November 1st, Saturday, November 1st. And that's in Marlboro, Massachusetts. Oh, well, you, you know, I, I did want to mention, and, and we've got very little time left, but before we got a cough, cut off, I was talking about Spirit Quest. And next year we're doing Spirit Quest. It's going to be called Spirit Quest Book of Shadows. And it's going to look at witchcraft and ghost hunting and how, uh, you know, uh, witchcraft in a way, dealing with spirits and stuff, how it's associated with ghost hunting as well. Sounds really cool. Yeah. So maybe that'd be something. We'll have to talk about it. Hmm. Anyway, 30 seconds. Judica, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And that's Judica Isles. Check out her book, uh, The Encyclopedia of Witchcraft, and one of her other ones. Check out her website. It's up on our Facebook page, which is what, Ann? Uh, <laughs> Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. There you go. Ghost Chronicles Dash Next Generation. Sorry. How could you forget that? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. You just got me all distracted. I don't. What can I say? We have pizza. 
Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we have tunes. We have tunes, which means we got to go. So, good night, everyone. God bless. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, everybody, live show from EBC TV next Wednesday night. So, oh, yeah, video. Oh, my God. Video. Whoa. Never know what you're going to see. That's your oh, damn show. Man. <laughs> good night. So, God bless. Good night, everybody, and thanks for listening. Goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.